2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. Yes, it's the match preview show. Ahead of Liverpool versus Bournemouth this weekend, Amsterdam Hall, joined by Chloe Boxham and Dan Club to this one. Yeah, we're going to be looking ahead to the Reds' first game at Anfield, albeit not a fully complete and fully full Anfield given that the Anfield Road expansion continues to happen. There's about 51,000 fans in this weekend, one of which is going to be you, Chloe Bloxham, and I And if nothing else, looking forward to getting back into Anfield. It's been a while.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to being on the crop, seeing the people that you only see at football games mm. uh, that you still somehow call family. Can't wait to sing. Um, yeah, can't wait just for the atmosphere to be boss. It's, it's you know, the first game back. It would have been better if we would have had the full Anfield, but that's not happened. Um, and I think we kind of knew that for the first game. At home anyway, so yeah, really excited to get back to it. Um, it'll make me more excited, I guess, and hopefully, who knows, we might be seeing a bit of end out uh, in the starting eleven.
2: I mean, I'd be shocked if he's in. But he's, at what time recording but you never, you never know. Listen, it, it might be about. It's half. We're recording this at ten thirty on Friday. What time he, does he, he
3: need to sign within By the oath.
2: next? He needs to be in by twelve. We don't know. There's no official confirmation off, yet. People,
3: come on, pick up the pace.
2: So you've got plenty of time. I'm sure he's it, it, there or thereabouts. He might be involved at some point, maybe on the bench or something. Time, but parking and though aside for now. Looking at the game ahead, when the fixtures all come out, we all noticed it was Chelsea away, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, and it was always a case of right. You've got to be Bournemouth, Really? I mean, yeah, you have to be Bournemouth anyway, mm-hmm. regard mm-hmm. regardless of when it is. You should be Bournemouth at home. But the fact that it was sandwiched in between two difficult away ties uh, against the Champions League club and obviously Chelsea, who were notoriously difficult for us to beat, that was always the case. But. Like Liverpool do have to be careful on this one. Like, does you know? Because if you don't beat Bournemouth and then you go to Newcastle under real pressure to win, it, it's all. It, you know, you're talking two games into a season already. Nerves are jangling. Like Liverpool mm. have got to be professional and get this job done against a very different Bournemouth side than the one they battered nine nil last time.
4: Yeah, it will be very different. Be very different in the way they go about the game as well. But I think you're right. I think this just it's just a must win game. And it's funny how we've all and I've been guilty of it as well. We have been kind of taking this game for granted because you're right. The nine nil is a factor in that for. I think, think because you kind of all expect Bournemouth coming to Anfield we've seen what happened last year sunny August day and we've seen what the results of it and we just absolutely dismantled them but this will be different I think they might be sort of buoyed by what they did to us at their place they're a better team they bullied us quite frankly that time around and we were a shell of ourselves so we have to be careful it can still be a banana skin and it's been interesting how like I say we have all just been kind of looking at the fixtures and going oh yeah Chelsea's tough start we'll beat Bournemouth don't worry about that you kind of gloss over that don't you and move on and you've kind of been of it in the defensive midfielder the chat as well it actually ties in because it's like oh we need one for the Chelsea game but if we haven't got one by then you don't need one for Bournemouth well you never know you might do because you know they can surprise us and I think what we are going to see from them and we've seen it in their game last week against West Ham was they will be a slightly different proposition they were very physical and very difficult to sort of battle with last year we've seen that like I say definitely down there but I think they're actually going to come and try and play footy so it'll be an interesting game
2: Yeah, I was going to say Claudia, I've got a new manager now in Areola obviously and I, I was speaking to uh, Craig for, uh, on the opposition preview the other day from the Up to podcast, and he was basically saying that the the general difference between Areola's side and, and Gary O'Neill's side is that he want the ball more, and they're willing to be a bit more aggressive and in your face. And that could go one or two ways. Scott Parker decided to park a bus against us and got absolutely well If you can and play football against Liverpool, if you don't get it right, you can also get well But it does feel like this is going to be a team who are probably going to come at Liverpool a little bit more that can leave space don't get me wrong Liverpool, Liverpool's attack is, is, is fierce and at best you we know, went rock and rolling but we have still got question marks like I say at time recording Stefan Pichetic half training Thiago's trained a bit Endo isn't even playing for us at, at, at this but who knows where that's going to go Like Liverpool aren't exactly watertight still it might be it might be in Bournemouth's best interest to have a little go and see what they can get out of us rather than just trying to park a bus and hoping you can stop Salah and Diaz and Jota and Nunes and Gapo, McAllister and Soberslight, it feels like almost for them attack might be the best one with the fence
3: Yeah, I mean and any if anything comes up from last season you might find some trauma of, of what Liverpool actually went through when last season it very much was if you literally just go and press us You don't even need to be aggressive with the ball But if you be aggressive off the ball, Liverpool will make errors and they'll make schoolboy errors and they'll give the ball back to you And I thought Against Chelsea, we obviously didn't have the ball a lot. Um, they should have finished a couple of uh, of their chances, um, maybe a bit better. And also on top of that, you know, this was a side that was getting rings passed around them. Yeah, it was against Chelsea, but Bournemouth should take some sort of positivity from that. Um, they didn't play that bad on the weekend either. So I think for them, it, it might be a case of if you sit back at Anfield with the atmosphere and when the atmosphere gets around Liverpool at some point they will break you down it feels like and at some point in the second half if you have a lapse of concentration your entire game plan has gone out the window because someone's finished it. Where If you go on the attack Liverpool's defence haven't haven't made me feel positive. They haven't. I thought they were better than what they were last season, but that is not a surprise. They <laughs> had to be. Um but there are still a lot of gaps, especially down Robertson's side, if you overload it. Um Trent, you know, the ball, the diagonal ball over the top and behind him when he's actually in a CDM position. There are ways which teams can hurt us, and yeah. they're very obvious ways. Mm. Um you've had Chelsea as a blueprint of what you can do. And look, let's not take them for granted. We should win this game. Liverpool should have two too much power and there'll be questions, massive questions if they don't, Um, but Bournemouth also have some quality on the pitch.
2: Also, Dan, on the formation, like they play 4-2-3-1 the other day, they're likely to probably go ahead and do the same, I think Mm -hmm. it was Rothwell and Billing were sat as a two and then uh, Ryan Christie was almost like a number 10, they have made some signings as well so they could have Justin Clive Earth involved if they want to, there's a couple of new players in as well, again they caused us problems in the away leg. Uh, of this was her way, like the away fix yeah. last year, but they obviously beat us 1 0. So they have got a bit of attacking threat. They use two very attacking fullbacks in Kirkes, Max Aarons as well, who they've recently signed. So it does feel like th- the Bournemouth are going to come and play. The, like say, Chloe said, provided your defence stands up and whoever is playing defence in the field, probably in McAllister, we would guess at this point. We'll talk about that maybe when we speak about Liverpool later. Mm-hmm. If Liverpool can defend well, there is opportunity to count. there could be opportunities to counter attack. And I do feel like. That's what the people want. I think if you asked Jürgen Klopp what does he want Bournemouth to do, he'd almost take the risk of, yeah, I understand the defence when we, we still got issues, but give give Diaz space, give Salah space, give Sobos life space on the ball. Whoever else plays up in the, in the, in the other number eight role, Jota or Nunes up front, I think that's what he'd want. I think he'd sort trust his defence to hold up against Bournemouth with all due respect. And then if there are spaces in behind and spaces to exploit, that's where Liverpool looked their most dangerous. As he showed against Chelsea, they nearly scored a couple of times in transition.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely been Liverpool's best interest for any team to come to Anfield and try and play because when teams have come to us in the past and parked the bus, always prior to last season, we found it difficult to break teams down when they park in the bus. But Chloe sort of references it there is that teams look at what other teams have been able to do against us and they might look at that and sort of gain encouragement by it and say, oh, do you know what? Well, if they've had a go at them and they've had some success down the left, down the right, whichever way it is at the minute, quite frankly, Liverpool, you can go both ways. It's interesting that Chelsea have to concentrate a lot of their attacks down our left-hand side and maybe Bournemouth will look to do the same. But yeah, I think it's definitely been our best interest because our best moments are likely to come in those transitions with our pace and with the attacking threats that we do have but I also think it is a free hit for Bournemouth of course, is like their seasons are going to be defined by what they managed to do or not do at Anfield, like after that 9-0 last year I think everyone would have gone well they're done aren't they, they're nowhere near good enough and they obviously end up staying up so it doesn't really matter to them the result, the performance yes, new managers and stuff like that, they're going to want to take some positives away but generally speaking whatever the outcome it doesn't really impact their season You'd say, but I think what what I want to see and listen the result is of course the most important thing for us moving on with three points is absolutely massive because losing ground on a top four let alone a title at this stage can be criminal but for me what happened at their place last year is their midfield and they have got attacking fresh you referenced them there and you're right to do so they've got a lot of pace up front as well they could really hurt us but we were bullied last year in midfield and I think we were a bit lightweight in there we had Pacetic and Elliot and Philip Billing especially really got to grips with us and we couldn't deal with him at all and I, I think that. The likes of Lie, McAllister, if it's a Curtis Jones and even, I think they'll be able to stand up to that test a little bit more. So I do think we'll end up having too much for them. <laughs> but we've got to be wary we have to be wary of what they offer because they do offer a lot of threat and I think moreover I think they're going to come and try and play with it I think they're going to show it but as you say if you were to ask you and Klopp now what would you rather 10 men behind the ball or them to have a go it's them to have a go all day
2: Absolutely and on that I I think it's worth mentioning I thought the puzzle attack actually especially for the first half of the game against Chelsea looked really really threatening obviously we scored a very good goal moments away from scoring a the second there were other opportunities there as well Bournemouth did lose a centre back at the weekend so Sinese went off mm. Uh, Chris Meppham come in and he's probably going to start. He's another one, he, you know, the nine nil flashbacks that like you mentioned before. I don't think it could if Liverpool attack well and start well. It's almost like oh here we go again for Bournemouth, and that, that you know that's something that Liverpool probably want to play on really because you've been you know we see I I used to say all the time Burnley used to be up for everybody except Man City because hmm. they were just so used to getting their asses kicked by Man City that as soon as one or two went in, it was like all right this again. Liverpool, I know Bournemouth have changed quite a bit, they've got different players and stuff, but there are still a couple in there who, who got absolutely humiliated at Anfield last time, and if Liverpool's attacked that well, that's a hope for us, isn't it, that you know you can open up those old scars and almost get them thinking, that at this point, let's go damage limitation. Because that's what Liverpool could do. with really a, a relatively stress free game, and something that we all want.
3: Yeah, I think if the if Liverpool start the game off the same way we did against Chelsea, you know Chelsea, we could have had three four goals inside the first thirty minutes. Absolutely. If yeah. we if we continue that for the first, you know, the the very start of the, of the next game against Bournemouth. And the fact that they don't have the same quality um, as Chelsea may have in defence, the then hopefully Liverpool have got the shooting boots on and can put a couple away. With the atmosphere from the first minute, needs to be incredible. It needs to give the players, you know, the McAllister, Soberslide, the people who haven't actually felt what it's like to play for Liverpool and Anfield before... Um, Give them, you know, the momentum, the adrenaline, let them feed off the crowd. And if we, you know, do go all guns blazing and for, for the th- first 30, even play them completely off the park, hopefully Liverpool could be 3 0 up by then. And then it is a case of, you know, they get into half time and it's like, okay, what do we do? We're not making mm. a three goal comeback yet. And then the second half, you can just kind of see the game out. Hopefully, get no injuries, no stresses. Um. But yeah, I, I I'm not too sure that that's going to happen. But Liverpool do have the possibility to do that. We've seen it already yeah. this season in transition as well. Like you mentioned, if they come out at us right and and they leave spaces for our attackers, for Diaz and for Salah to get in behind, then you know. Good luck to them because that is what's going to really hurt them. So, yeah, Liverpool need to make sure what they didn't what they didn't do well last season was start games well or after the whistle had been blown, yeah. actually wake the hell up and play <laughs> a game of forty. If we could get better at that, which we did for the first thirty of Chelsea, um, and replicate it against Bournemouth, but actually put a ball in the back of the net more than once, um, then yeah, it could be game done within the first 45. and forty-five. That'd be ideal.
4: Really.
2: Okay. Let's have a little look then. Team news-wise, Adis Tansey. Like so, Jürgen, press, Jürgen Klopp's press conference, rather, he scheduled it for this afternoon, but we think he's got a pretty full squad except Curtis Jones. There's talk that Curtis Jones has, has picked up with an ankle knock and probably unavailable, which is a shame actually because one of the change, personally, I'd have played them. I would mm. have took either Gapo out and put Jones in, or put Gachpo up front, took Jota out and put Jones in. I think I think the balance of the side would have been better. Yeah. Um, he hasn't got that option now, so just to remind everybody the team against Chelsea, I'm sure you know, he went Robertson, Van Dijk, Canate, Trent, McAllister was the six, with Gachpo and Soberslay in front of him, Diaz, Salah and Jota. Um, is this? Do you think it's the same
4: again? Can you can you envisage any changes? Would you make any changes? I mean, there are obviously question marks around it, but the Curtis Jones injury is kind of. Kind of made Jernkoff's mind up for him, I guess, because I think in an ideal world, he would have pushed McAllister back into his preferred position. And what we signed him for was one of the advanced dates. But I think with Jones' knock, you can't really do that because as impressive as Harvey Elliott has been in pre season and was, I'm not sure this is the game for him to come and start. I really don't. I think he had such a torrid time at their place. I don't think he, listen, I could be completely off the mark with this. I don't think you will fancy sort of going man to man on Philip Billing again. I really don't. He was, that was properly like, you know, man against boy type territory. And I think his boss. But just not for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does go same again. I think Tiago is the one, but he's had no minutes. I think giving him half an hour with the game hopefully wrapped up would be the ideal solution. Mm-hmm. But yet, similarly, I think he's even further behind than Tiago. to be honest. So the temptation, the temptation would just be to go with the same. And I suppose what that does do going with the same midfield what that does do is it gets your extra forward on the pitch again in Cody Gakpo and if we are saying Liverpool we'll want to come out and blow them away within half an hour and get the game wrapped up done and dusted put a bow in it early doors having Gakpo push your three strikers with the fact that we think Bournemouth are going to come to play and it does leave spacing behind it should allow those lads to have a bit of a field day I think that could be the way to go about it but in the ideal world like I say I think he'd have Jones fit and I think he'd be pushing McAllister further forward and maybe putting Jones in
0: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number
3: Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sussex. Yeah,
2: I'm I'll
4: see I
2: get again It's time recording. There's no there's no Sign of endo yet. No, obviously he would have to be registered and stuff by by midday. We start again at time record. We don't know what that is, Chloe. And I, even now, I just can't believe that he would start. And you know, he might be on the bench. There's no way. There's going to throw him in with no training whatsoever. Maybe a day at Mac. So, with that being said, I would have picked Jones, and I would have. I would have probably dropped Jota. I think maybe a gap up front. He hasn't got that option now. Personally speaking, I would go Harvey Elliott. I don't think I want off. Four of me forwards on straight away. I don't mind having two on the bench for later on. I just think the balance of the side looks better. It might be wrong. Listen, they might blow, um, they might blow Bournemouth away. But what would you do in that? Because I think looking at the Chelsea game, it was a very difficult to get your head round. Really, it was almost like one too many attackers at times, and Liverpool lacked a little bit of control. And that's all well and good. You see the positives of that in the first 20-30 minutes when you steamroll a team and maybe that could be one of just, you know, with all due respect against a team who you should beat. If you control the game you should win the game. What would you do there with them number eights? Uh,
3: I'd keep Gakpo. And I think for the first 30 Gakpo's pressing was incredible. Uh, He pressed a life out of Chelsea. And I think once we couldn't get a foothold in the game, that's when he really struggled because he was on the defence all the time. People run off him; he had to, you know, drop deep, try, really try and stay disciplined to the position. And he was, he, he was pressing people still, but they were just getting passed around, and it, it was a okay, case of a one-two was around Akper when they were in on Robertson basically. Um, But I would keep him because I expect Liverpool to hold more of the ball. I expect them to, you know, have a lot more possession. And if I'm in possession, I want Cody Gakpo on the pitch in transition, especially. Him on the half turn, receiving a ball in transition is massive for us. He was brilliant in the first 30 at that. He should have had a shot, which should have been Mm -hmm. a goal, but instead he passed it to Salah. You know, we could have been 2-0 up inside the first 20 in that game. Um... So I would, I would keep Gakpo just because I don't want to say I trust them more, but I just. I think his pressing is just too good to not. I think his pre- he presses better than than Harvey Elliott. I thought Harvey Elliott was brilliant against Chelsea, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets you know twenty minutes here and there, twenty five minutes. Um, and you also mentioned Endo. If we if we register Endo within the in the next hour, genuinely, I'm not I'm not lying. I'd, I'd if you can't I'd,
4: start
3: him. I, I, I never said starting. Oh, right, I'd definitely give him thirty minutes here because I'm not having him start him from the off against Newcastle with not even playing. No. Two Twenty minutes in my system uh, because Newcastle is a different beast altogether. Yeah. In fact, they might—they are the best team out of the three teams we're going to be facing in the opening three games. Um, so I want—I I really hope who can get some sort of minutes under his belt. Just settle him in, give him the ball for five. When you know we're three 0 up and Bournemouth aren't pressing living us the, you're there, Um mm. But yeah, I think it's important we get him some minutes if we possibly can. Uh, but on the starting eleven, I'd keep Gakpo in, let him go again uh, because I don't think he'd start against
2: Newcastle. We've got a couple of comments here on the YouTube. In the don't? Eight, that is. We've got Scouter who says he would start Nunes. Yeah, there's a guy YNWO. He said the same. I'd start Nunes yeah. as well that—that like, is, the, that is there is an option there to just say to Jota, right? You or Diaz, probably Jota. Mm-hmm. You sit out and get Darwin up front because he is—if he's your number nine—I I almost feel like if Liverpool are going to use Darwin this year, he might be a bit of a flat track, bully, which is fine, mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely sound. And Bournemouth at home is where you, where you flat track, bully can potentially get goals again against the Bournemouth side who are you are without a centre half. They've obviously lost an in, had an injury there. Mm-hmm. It, there is there is genuinely a, a, a proper discussion to have around Nunes and it, it does make sense and there's a lot of people in the YouTube chat now advocating that they do the same
4: No I agree and I, as we were talking there I was thinking I would go Nunes over Jota I don't think Jota covered himself in glory but any stretch of his imagination last week even get a really quite poor game to be honest with you in terms of on the ball and off the ball I don't think he was at it at all um, and generally that isn't something I say a lot about Joko Jota um, I think you're right I think flat track bully and this is one of the flattest tracks we will play on all season Bournemouth at home you would imagine you'd like to so certainly going into the game and what he does do as well he's a bit of added physicality I know it's something I keep coming back to but we are going to need it in this game Like they will put it on us I don't think there's any two ways about that and too often last season when teams put it on us we withered and we weren't. We didn't stop to be counted and that can't be the case again so I think adding a bit of extra height a bit of extra pace a bit of extra strength in your side can't be a bad thing at all and that's not to say that's all Nunes is because he has a lot more than that but I think when you've got a nine that you paid so much money for who they still question marks over of course there are if you're not starting him, we know what Jota does now we know Jota's lethal particularly off the bench I think he has huge impacts on games I really do but if you can't start Darwin Nunes in this one I think we are asking serious questions as to what his role is moving forwards is he then going to become is he the super sub then is that all he is I think there's a serious case we made to start him in this game of football
2: I think he will start I don't know what you I've got a feeling he'll start him I don't know if I would but I think I've got a feeling the manager might start him
3: it is the game like you're probably going to give them the start for it's I don't want to say the easiest game for them because I don't want to underestimate, underestimate Bournemouth but it is a game that you know if they do I mean we're all sat here saying yeah they'll come on to us they could actually do the opposite yeah. I, I've got no idea it's been one game this season I'm, I'm taking as much out of that as I can and saying they're probably going to want to be on the ball but that also will become a point where Liverpool just say absolutely not we're keeping possession here we're going to recycle it and they will decide to sit in a block for a little bit maybe see out the first 45 if we're at nil-nil you know in the 30th minute where they just sit behind the ball for a bit and if if you've got him in the box you can put balls into him um the the problem for me is Ian Klopp's always spoke about pressing and if we're using Cody Gakpo who isn't the most solid centre mid defensively then I want my strikers to be better (laughs) at pressing and Nunes is not as good as Jota at pressing and you've got to when you you, your best line of defence is from doing it in the attack first to win the ball back high up the pitch and that is my only problem there but once again this isn't the game against Chelsea it is a game against Bournemouth who have less quality than Chelsea Um, so yeah there is that to think about but I wouldn't be surprised if I did see him start
2: I'm kind of with Chloe, Dan. I think it's. I don't think you can start Gakpo as an eighth and Darwin up front. No. I think it would have to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Nunes plays, that might give an earlier... Who knows where Thiago's at? He, if he, is he ready to go? You could put again. You could be McAllister and someone else plays the end. But mm-hmm. I don't see a world where he has Gakpo as an eighth and Darwin up front. I just. I, I. I think the balance of the side is mass is, is a bit like Chlo- you, a bit you don't see
4: Gakpo and Nunes.
2: I. I don't think you can play Gakpo as an eighth and Nunes up
4: front. I
3: agree. Really? Yeah. Would you disagree
4: I'll with that? Disagree I point. would disagree with that. That's right. Yeah, I think you can. I, I see <coughs> I, I see no reason why not. And I take the point about the pressing, and Nunez isn't a good presser. He presses, I, I've said it a few times now on various shows, he presses, he presses his work rate there, and his ethic, and his desire to go and do it is there, no doubt about it. He just hasn't got a full understanding of when to go and do it. His triggers aren't quite right. He does it, on his own a lot of the time. He just chases people down almost a little bit headless chicken square as the others do it very much in unison. It's all very scheduled and scripted. It's really nice to watch. But for me, what he lacks in that, Cody Gakbo can make up for a little bit in that if he goes and joins in a little bit. I've got no issue with that. And the beauty of playing those two together is when you've got a Jogo Jossa type or a Bobby Firmino type like previously dropping into the space, he's almost occupying the same sort of spaces whereas Darwin Nunes is going to run in behind defences and he's going to do it that way which allows your Sobba's line and your Gachpo's more room to operate so I've got no issue with those two playing together personally
3: what, what I would say is if the rest of our midfield could understand that he's going to run in behind and not come to that'd feet help. that'd be great yeah. because when he came on against Chelsea we were still looking for him as mm. if he was Diogo Jota and every time the ball was just getting intercepted because we were passing to his feet and he was already on the half turns but nothing behind so if our midfielders could understand he were playing with up top to begin with that's also the other
4: thing sorry just on that as well is I'm not sure Diaz coming central is the ideal solution to all of this and the same could be said for Mohamed Salah as well but you do have still got that fluidity in that front three as well, because Nunes, we've seen him operate from the left quite a few times. If all of a sudden him and Diaz swap, we've seen it in the Man United game when we were doing them seven, him and Gakpo it was at that point swapped over a few times because it wasn't quite clicking to begin with. So I don't think there's any harm in that either. Give the defenders a different problem to deal with. If all of a sudden you're up against Nunes one minute and it's Diaz the next, it's just different issues to think about as a defence.
2: Right then, let's sign between us, we'll sign predicting 11. And so Christ. the goal, we know the goal in the back four, no one's changed, not, not, none of that's changing, is it? We're, we're, we're comfortable with that. Who's the number six then? I I think it's going to be McAllister.
4: Yeah, I do as well, yeah.
3: I'd rather a Thiago, but it is going to be McAllister.
2: Okay, then. Salah's playing, Diaz is playing. Yeah. Sobersla playing. Yeah. So we need to pick a striker and another eight. What do you think Jürgen's going to do? I think he's going to go Nunes up front. And I think he's going to go Harvey Elliott. What do you think he's going to do?
4: I'm sick of a Gakpo personally. I, I, I love, yeah, I'm one of Harvey you. Elliott's biggest fans. I think he's brilliant and I think he's going to be brilliant. I just don't know about this game. I honestly, and I know I keep bringing it back up, but I watched it in front of my very eyes. He got apt. Abs- and listen, he might be relishing the opportunity to put that right, but he got manhandled yeah, yeah. by Philip Billing. And it's not a case of like Billing, Billing's better than Harvey Elliott because he isn't. Billing's six foot five and built like a house. Harvey is like five foot nine and not. You know what i mean and it just his quality could win out and he could absolutely school him all day and boss made up if he does i just don't think that's the matchup we want to put out there again what do you think he's gonna do then? i think you go Gakpo and Nunes. okay what do you think
3: he's gonna do i think he's gonna go Gakpo and jota
2: okay cool look there's three different 11s for you then um we'll start wrapping up then guys score prediction time Liverpool versus bournemouth you don't like this
3: no i always feel like i'm gonna jinx the actual thing you,
2: what you um, say here Chloe down, no no bearing (laughs) trust me it's fine
4: Thank. one thing I can't get me out of my head like we are all taking for granted this is just going to be a walk in the park for us and God I hope it is but if older's record in Spain against the big boys was actually if he really railed, good if he
2: beat
4: yeah, Real he beat Real Madrid he beat Barcelona yeah. Yeah. with he? yeah Valicana, yeah, and he had a really a Barcelona really good record against them so we should remember that we should take, take that into account that all being said Liverpool 3-0 and I think it'll play out in the way we alluded to earlier in as much as we get a pretty comfortable lead early on and we can cruise through the second off. They're happy with taking 3-0. Get out of there. And we're happy as well.
2: We?
3: 3-1. I'm not giving us a clean sheet after what I watched last weekend.
2: 2-0 to Liverpool, I think it's gonna be. Two nil. I do I I do get fanciers and I, I actually thought Liverpool defended all right. I think it was just the if it went to shit a little bit in midfield, but I think mm. I think we'll be okay, but listen, who knows? James Norton's gone four-nil, Lee Leo DiMaggio's gone five-nil. Brian's gone 2 1. Mo Ula in this chat as well has gone 3 1. So we have plenty no of. No one's at 9 now? No nines, no. No tens. No one's going higher than 9. But they, that is our score predictions. That is all the match preview that you need in your day. Keep an eye here on Men TV. As soon as any more endo stuff breaks, we'll be there as well. And yes, over on redmenplus.com, we have got you covered for Liverpool's newest sign. And Dan, are you ready? If I throw it to you, you've been speaking to
4: everyone. Yes, I have because of everyone, you stopped very abruptly there. I wasn't expecting you to finish it. Uh, yeah, who can you speaking to? Who was it? Constantine yeah, Ekner, uh, Bundesliga commentator and reporter, Lewis Ambos, Opta analyst, who is the lead founder of the uh, Endo Fan Club, and I've just <laughs> spoken to Dan Orlowitz, who's a Japan Times journalist and Japanese expert, and shocked me by how much he knew about the lad. So make sure you check that out.
2: That's all available for you over on redmenplus.com. If you sign up as a yearly captain subscriber, use the code ENDO, E-N-D-O, you'll get 50% off as well. That offer runs until midnight on Sunday. So if you want to go and get all you need to know about the guy we think is about to sign for Liverpool very, very shortly, then you head over to redmenplus.com. While you're there, there's an opposition preview with Craig from the Up the Cherries podcast. We'll get on the thoughts on this game from a Bournemouth perspective. Thanks very much for watching or listening to this one. You guys the best, and we'll see you next week with another match preview. See you later.
1: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.